This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I'm just waiting for time to go by. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Oh, Sean, uh, Sean, would you like to... Bre- okay, so I feel like before we jump into to whatever thing, uh, I, th- this might be a weird episode for any of our non-patrons, because uh, Sean and I, for our patrons, we just recorded an hour of awful, it was terrible, it didn't go well, uh, and we are right, it was supposed to get us ready to record, because uh, that's what we do every week, right? We do some pre-banter, get us ready for record, we give that to our patrons. Uh, it, it was pretty fucked, we, we fucked up this time. Um, we, we <laughs> fucked up. We no 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 on contraire, but j'accuse you fucked up. But, you dragged me into your machinations, and we have to apologize to our editor on hands and fucking knees. So so if we seem uh, a little bit out of it for the next uh, few minutes until we finally get into the rhythm, that's why. Uh, but hey, let uh, upwards and onwards. Uh, John, what what what, what what's going on this week? What what the fuck is happening? What's going on? Well, to fit the horrible start of this horrible episode, it's the spooky month remington it, it is we, we are uh, just like a week away from we so far we've had existential horror we've had the horror of erratic plot but we have not had like horror or spooky and we're a week away from halloween yes and on halloween we will be doing a proper horror anime uh this year unlike previous years <laughs> where i've uh I've, I've neglected that. <laughs> All right, but that that's for next week. What are we doing this week, Sean? Well, a different kind of horror, Remington. Oh, no. The kind of horror that can only be handled uh, by uh, distinguished reviewers such as ourselves. Uh, oh, yes, but of course. Uh, and that horror is the uh, penultimate version of, well, bad animation, bad art, bad uh, character design, bad plot, bla- bad, uh, oof. Uh, concepts, bad power systems, uh, bad plots, bad characters, and most egregious of all, an anime that actually can make you motion sick. Uh, oh, God. All right. So, um, first of all, the motion sick makes me think that it's going to be, like, CGI. I'm anticipating that we're, we're going into the depths of, like, a Forest Fairy 5. Um, I'd argue probably worse than Forest oh, Fairy 5. Fuck. Oh, God. Simply due us. to the fact that it's not, like, a bad that you can enjoy. I, I'm going to go with a bad that is painful. And it's one that we've gotten a lot of emails for, and some of our patrons have been begging for it. Uh, and I'm not doing it because of that. No, 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 no. I'm doing it for me. <laughs> yeah? Because the horror I had to go through watching not only the first season of this series, the sequel series of this series makes me want to cry. Oh. So, I figured... Oh, no. I should share this with you, Remington. Uh, or you could not. I'm already pretty fucked up, I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm... I don't know if I'm capable of surviving. Uh, oh, God. All right, what the fuck are we doing? What, what, what What's gonna happen? Well, Remington, have you heard of a little anime called Handshakers? N- no, no, never once. Not even well, a you're a liar, bit. because one of our patrons has it in their name. Oh, uh, okay, I guess. Uh, it 
it doesn't register like that. But I guess so. Well, yes, that's, that's good because it is it is delightfully awful. Uh, I say delightfully. It's not delightful. It's painful. Uh, I first heard about this anime actually uh, not during one of my usual seasons watching because this came out in 2017, and I'm gonna want you to remember that winter of 2017. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I first heard about it when I was uh, surfing uh, anime YouTubers, and I came across a mother's basement video simply titled "The Roast of Handshakers." So we're not going to be the first ones to cover this one by any stretch of the imagination. But I was deftly curious to hear what you'd think about it. Oh, no. Uh, and it was a very interesting video. So af- after uh, coming across that video, I decided to watch the series, see if it'd be good for the podcast. Oh, it's good for the podcast. Oh? It's very good podcast. Uh, uh, because... When you say good for the podcast, does that mean very bad for a Remington? Because that is, there's a strong correlation between those. Oh, Remington. It's very bad for a Sean. See, that could go either way for a Remington, frankly. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you like to know the mal rating of this show? <laughs> Hit me with it. 5.39. Oh my god, dude! Uh, with only 25,000 users rating Is it, that the lowest course. we've ever seen? Uh, I think Forest Fairy 5 had a lower one. That's criminal. Forest Fairy 5 is a goddamn masterpiece. Everybody should watch it. <laughs> disagree. Hard disagree. Uh, yes, Forest Fairy 5 had a 4.44. Oh, uh, fuck. But only 493 people have seen it, apparently. <laughs> And here's the kicker, Rev. They came out in the same season. Oh my god, that's so good, dude! <laughs> oh, there. Alright, well, that that's my baseline. It's essentially, is this show going to beat Forest Fairy 5? Uh, that's the benchmark. It's, yeah, it, it's not. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not. Because if you can find anything <laughs> enjoyable in the show, I will be impressed. Uh, because Revington Handshakers is a anime that mixes CG and uh, proper 2D animation, but has some of the worst compositing I've ever seen in an anime. Oh. Not to mention a very very poor understanding of how things are, to say the least. Uh, like, for example, room structures don't make sense. Uh, titties have more jiggle than imaginable. Uh, the sheer audacity of the power designs is absurd. And the character traits, if you can call them that, are accentuated by blandness. Oh, um, oh no. But what is this show? Allow me to just read you the synopsis, Ram. Go for it. Those who receive the revelation of Babel must Jeez. overcome many battles and trials. By grasping the hand of their special partner, these handshakers transport themselves to the realm of Ziggurat, an alternate dimension where time no longer exists. Each pair of handshakers must battle it out for the right to meet with God, who will reward them by granting a single wish. Are so that's s- that's the that's the brief synopsis. Uh, so they're definitely going strong into middle Middle East ancient Middle Eastern religion, which is an interesting choice. Yes. Is that are are, are they going to keep utilizing that as a major theme? Or oh yeah, they're oh, going to okay. keep using those words. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna keep using those words, but they're not exactly going to really. Okay, perfect, perfect. So that's the setting. Uh, now you're you're probably dying to know about our main character. I'm sure. Uh, oh, well, yeah, of course I am. I'm sure they shake hands like it's nobody's business. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's 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 obscene. Also, by the way, uh, all these characters have the exact same face, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you when you see it. Uh, oh, okay. Good luck being able to distinguish them clearly. Oh fuck! Uh, but... I already have such difficulties with that. Yes. Uh, try doing it when 
your screen is covered in Vaseline. Uh, but Tanzuna Takatsuki, Takatsuki? Yeah, Takatsuki, is a high school student with a penchant for fixing things. He is one of those handshakers. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. This synopsis. Uh, after receiving a request What the fuck is a handshaker? For, uh, it's, it's one of the people that can hold hands with their partner, gain powers, and earn the right to meet God. Were you not paying attention? <laughs> it's a hand holder. Uh, so, yes, 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 yes. After receiving requests for repairs from Professor Makihara of a nearby university, because, you know, that's what you do. You call a high school student for your repairs. Uh, Tazuna stumbles uh, upon Koyori Agu uh, uh, Akutagawa, a bedridden girl that reminds him of his deceased sister, Musubu. Musubu, all right, cool. Uh, remembering her dying wish to never let go of her hand, uh, Tazuna grasps Koyori's hand and awakens his power as a handshaker. So he grabs a chick in a coma, uh, <laughs> as you do. Uh, however, Koyori's life is directly tied to her status as a handshaker, meaning if Tazuna was to ever let go of her hand, she would die. What the fuck? With meeting God being their only hope for saving her, the duo must find a way to make their unique powers mesh together, overcome the opposing handshakers, and make the wish come true. Okay, okay. There's like, yeah. there's elements here that can be very workable, right? Yes. Like, yes. Uh, essentially having a bunch of different like wonder twins whose powers activate together but not separate right having that right can be interesting and then it's not just about like your power it's about the others it's about how you work together blah 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 cool uh that's all i got that that's that's where the optimism is that's <laughs> See, there's a lot of interesting ideas in this world. Problem is, is what happens when they actually try to use them, Remington. Yeah, that's my concern. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you could say that. You could say that. Uh, so there's, it's hard to do a preamble. I'll be honest. Like, just do simply to the fact of the sheer horror that is this show. Because, uh, Rem, have you ever, out of curiosity, in high school, uh, in driver's ed or whatever, uh, did you ever have to put on uh, the glasses that simulate what your vision is like while you're intoxicated. Uh, yes. Yes, I did. The drunk goggles, right? Yep. Uh, you remember how they kind of give everything a slightly warped view as well as like a <laughs> rainbow sheen? Yeah, yeah. Ma makes it very difficult. This is what it would be like if you were to watch an anime made by somebody wearing those goggles. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. It, like, I hesitate to, to show any research of this to poor Mr. Dylan, our editor, because he gets motion sick. Oh, yeah, no. I, I felt like I was going to get motion sick watching the show, and I don't get motion sick. Oh, fuck. The sheer amount of spinning cameras, weird angles, and poor compositing of 3D environments with uh, 2D drawn characters is, it is its own kind of horror. This is easily, Remington, one of the scariest, like, experiments gone wrong, which I feel like is perfect for a Halloween-esque episode, Remington. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm terrified. So it's accomplished that goal. Yes, yes. And if you want an in-depth analysis of why the show is awful, go go give the Mother's Basement video a watch. It's very good. Uh, but for Remington, he's going to have to experience it firsthand. <laughs> oh, you don't want to. Oh, trust me. I didn't either. Uh, <laughs> sucks to suck, Rem. But with that being said, Remington, let's jump it, shall we? Yay. Let's get knee deep. Let's grab each other's hand and find out how dark the horrors of Halloween truly are with the 2017 failure of an anime handshakers. Oh,
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five complete episodes of the, well, I can't say hit, uh, interesting uh, 2017 series, Handshakers. And Remington, uh, on a scale of one to leaning off the side of a ship, how motion sick are you? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I thought I thought that you were probably exaggerating on that point. Uh, or, on the other hand, like, maybe Sean's just being a little bitch. Maybe Sean is just being a little bitch boy, and it, it's not a huge deal. Because I, I don't really get motion sick with, with a lot of things. Uh, no, Jesus fucking Christ, this show, it, it, it did it. it. It really succeeded on, on that front. Um, I, I've never seen a show so visually antagonistic to its audience as <laughs> as handshakers. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't get motion sick either, Remington. I grew up in a family where boats were a thing and uh, seasickness just kind of got worked out of me. So the fact that I was able to sit down and watch this rainbow-colored shitstorm uh, and feel queasy tells you a lot. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was not good at all. Um, <laughs> in fact, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, Sean, uh, handshakers, it, it's really trying to fight to be a contender for the worst guy goddamn thing i have ever seen in my life it it, it, it hurt me sean it, it hurt me deeply want to hear something horrible rim uh, oh please yeah that's what i need right now that's the kind of emotional comfort that that that'll alleviate my my wounds so this came out in 2017 right yep uh in 2019 it had a sequel series what the fuck are you what the <laughs> no! <laughs> who, who the fuck in their right mind was like, yeah, you know what? We need more of it. Who requested this? <laughs> Uh, I'd want to know what makes it even worse. Uh, what, Sean? You know how uh, a lot of times anime are adapted from a light novel or a manga or yeah. sometimes a game? This yep. was an original animation. <laughs> oh my god. It didn't even have like a built-in audience. They were just like, yeah, we trust you. Go for it, buddy. Holy shit. Well, you know what? <laughs> Let's start actually uh, discussing uh, the anime itself. We we open up with a shot that looks like someone just like chroma keyed or green screened a DeviantArt character onto a stock anime background that's what we that's our opening shot and frankly what most of the shots in this show look like it feels disjointed as all hell um we, we've already talked about the motion sickness that's because the the characters are not actually on the backgrounds and boy oh boy <laughs> does this show love their fucking camera work oh god they they are, <laughs> are in a circle jerk about their camera work you'll have so many dutch angles angles you'll do camera flips you'll have pans but once again while you're panning the camera right th the characters aren't in the same place on the background because they're two separate entities the background is is at very least half cgi if not full cgi uh most of the time and and the characters being 2d they've they've been very poorly placed into this background uh and and so all of the camera angles make it terrible oh but don't worry if, if, that's not all they do with the camera you know what would make this shit so much more artistic and better? Give it a fucking fisheye lens half the time. Oh, hell yeah, brother. That's exactly what we needed for the nausea that's setting in both physically and existentially. Perfect. Thanks. Whoever thought of that is a goddamn genius. 
Uh, and, but Remington, and we... more directorial uh, tricks. The more directorial tricks you have, the more camera angles and spinning, that automatically makes it a work of Hitchcockian genius. <laughs> they they once saw an interview with a director who said some stuff, and by God, now they're ready to pull it all out. Uh, and, and so we, we start off with our, our protagonist, uh, him and white-haired girl, uh, Kaori, something like that. Who the fuck cares? Uh, Kiori? Kiori. Uh, so protagonist who I still, I can't remember his name. He's, he's a bland bitch, 12 year old. I swear to God. Um, him and uh, His Koyori. name is, uh, Tazuna Tatsuki. Oh, but of course. Uh, so, so they. And Koyori we, is the girl. We, we just pull in, we, we, we see, uh, an image. Cause what this show likes to do is, is I would say foreshadowing. It's just like, here's what you're about to see in 10 minutes, uh, every single episode. So that's what we get here. And we get these punk S&M couple chasing the, our protagonist protagonists trying to kill them with the power of magical chains while also using those chains to seduce the the goth girl in the pair um and then and then we cut to to a regular day at school right rewind it's a regular regular good old day at school and and our our bland bitch protagonist he's he's working on uh on like an ipod or something for the student body president president lily and oh mm. my goodness he he's just so gosh darn talented with machines uh he's he's the goddamn best right um when lily puts in uh her headphones it should be noted uh i'm not joking here uh her boobs uh bob to the beat of the music that is that is a serious <laughs> thing that happens that is that is true that is a fact uh lily hey, her I mean, character once you have that good baseline <laughs> Lily's character is basically just the writers being like, how can we half justify having her tits move up and down? All of her actions are motivated by whatever moves her tits the most. That's it. That is that is the foundational element and attribute of her character. That is, that's it. That's all she's there for. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, also, we also get a great example of the, the absolute subtlety and authenticity that you have in the characters and, and their dynamics. Because as, as Lily and, uh, you, uh, remind me bland bitch protagonist's name? Uh, <laughs> Tazuna. Tazuna. As, as Lily and Tazuna are chatting, you just have a random student just show up like they they don't even show his face. He just walks into frame and he's like, love, huh? And then he walks out of the frame. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, boy. Oh, I, I couldn't have pieced it together. But now that you've said it, the oh, it's all it's all coming together now. Uh, yeah. So we, we see Tazuna. He's, he fixes a few things. He, like, helps with a car. And then he, he's like, oh, no, I'm late to go to this professor's house and help him fix other things. Uh, and, and the way so the, the businessman he's talking to and, like, helping the car or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you have Tazuna. I'm in a hurry. The businessman replies. That's a nice bike. Tazuna replies, "I like it." And then uh, the businessman says, "Bye." And that 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 is that is how that that that's that's really dialogue in this goddamn show. That that is off, that is actual words that come out of I, their faces. I don't know about you, Ram, but I am <laughs> entranced. I can't wait to hear what happens next. <laughs> so we 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 meet the professor now, right? Or or assistant professor rather. Um, 
uh, because Tazna, he shows up at the house. He just walks, barges in. Uh, nobody's in the house. There's a, a door that's digitally locked, and then it unlocks for reasons. Tazna's like, yeah, I'm just gonna walk the fuck in here. Fuck y'all. Um, so he, he walks in, and there's there's a girl in a in a hospital bed in this room in this apartment. Uh, and oh man, that stirs up some some real real tragic memories of Tazna of of his his little sister when she was in a hospital bed and she fucking died and oh god ain't that sad all right now that you've had that moment uh tazna decides yeah okay we're, we're, we're i'm gonna hold her hand or some shit i can't remember how it happens it, no, it no, felt that's, that that's, abrupt. A, that's right yeah that, so he just yeah, holds no, her it, hand because she is his sister proxy hand. Yeah. And oh my god, now that it awakens him. Uh not not sexually though probably as we'll see later. Uh but it, it awakens him in as a handshaker, which we haven't talked enough about how stupid that fucking is, but we don't even have time to talk about how stupid a name that is. Everyone knows <laughs> that. Moving on. So she she wakes up <laughs> from her coma and then we finally meet the assistant professor. He just runs on in, right? Um and I I wrote a note here that I genuinely feel bad about. Um, yes. Because I didn't know at the time. As soon as the assistant professor walks on, I wrote, oh my god, this is just Sean a little bit more flamboyant. Um, <laughs> hey, hold and on. I, I, feel, I feel bad for saying that because the assistant professor is a terrible character. And Sean, you you deserve a, a lot of, of, of nastiness and vitriol against you for everything you've done to me. Uh, but, but not this, not, not this far, <laughs> frankly, you, you don't, you don't deserve it that bad. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know at the time that I had written that note. Uh, it, it's just, it's not fair, frankly. Yeah. Not, not fair. Right. Thanks, buddy. I'm glad that you immediately compared me to a character in one of the shows I very generously <laughs> described to you as one of the worst things I've ever seen. So thanks, bud. Thanks for trying to find me in the art. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, uh, all of a sudden the professor, he's just gone. He's, he just nopes out, uh, mysteriously, immediately out of nowhere. And, uh, and now, uh, the, our protagonists, neither of them really care that much. Oh, they're they just care, like Remington. They care. <laughs> they're just like, huh? Where'd he go? Okay. Um. And, and so as as they're uh leaving and on their way out, they they get stopped by the the S and M punk goth people. Uh. And and now we get to where we were we were going at the very start of the episode. Um. There's uh. It was break and bind, break chains and bind chains. As we're going to learn, every single handshaker's team needs an edgy as fuck, but also very juvenile tag team name. And so the the SM goths have gone with break chains and bind chains because their power is magical chains. Get it? Oh, the cleverness. It should be noted. <laughs> thus far, that is the only naming convention. What is your tool? Okay, that's your name. And that's it. <laughs> That's fucking it so far. Uh, it's not even the worst one. It's not even... How isn't the... Oh, it's so fucking ridiculous. So, um, all of a sudden, Tazuna? Tazune? Whatever the yeah, fuck. Tazuna. I don't give a shit. Tazuna, he is super athletic. That's awesome because Kyori is incapable of literally anything. So, he piggybacks Kyori and they start running from these chains... Fortunately, in this magical world of the ziggurat, uh, Tazuna, he's super athletic now, because why not? 
fuck you. He's super athletic and super talented and super amazing and everything. So he's running, he's escaping. Uh, and, and then we get a nice evil villain monologue from the S&M goth punks as the the man is, is has like chained up the goth girl and is literally stomping on her vagina, um, which she loves. Oh my God, she loves nothing more than her, him stomping her vagina. Uh, oh, come on. You must be exaggerating, Remington. He couldn't have literally just been stomping on her like that. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, any listeners who are skeptical, I, I think you literally see in the first 10 seconds or at least first minute of the show so that's all you need to watch frankly just to know that i am not leading any of you astray <laughs> um uh, and the best part is remington uh vagina stomping is probably the least offensive thing that goes on in this show so continue <laughs> oh fucking bad so uh as as the punk guy is stomping on his girl's vagina and giving an evil villain monologue that's like you don't even know what your nimrods are um which you know i'm starting to feel <laughs> <laughs> like a Nimrod. How is that the name? That is the name of their of their magical powers, right? That is uh, a yep. Nimrod is is a handshaker's power. Which really, that's the biblical name you decided to go with there. Like, first of all, first of all, like maybe you you can be like, well, it, it's not originally. It wasn't talking about like stupid Bugs Bunny originated Nimrod being stupid. Sure, okay, I get that, but uh, it actually was a name. Okay, then why are you just choosing a random Bible name of? Just oh, like, mean, oh, he was strong. Okay, cool. He was a great hunter. Is that it? So you're like, yeah, the uh, my power is a biblical hunter. It doesn't make much sense. Why not go with with a with a concept or or a, if you're going to go with a name, go with a better fucking name. What are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that their Tower of Babel theme was a poorly thought out construct, or the fact <laughs> that their the the world they fight in is called the Ziggurat, which is just a stepped pyramid? <laughs> Once again, I I I. I will always emphasize this every time it comes up. Jargon is not world building. I will say it every fucking time I need to, which seems to be every anime that pretends it has world building. But it's, I mean, this is just like, it's not full-blown isekai, but it's like half isekai, right? It's sort of isekai. It's Mirai Nikki without any uh, bite to it. Yeah, and it, it's, oh God, it it hurts. Uh, so after the villain monologue of, ex of being like, ha, huh, you don't even have your Nimrods. We're gonna beat you easily. Um, and then they attack with the chains, but all of a sudden, I swear to God, Tazuna, he goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't say that. You can't say that. That's a completely different anime. His hair doesn't even turn gold. It, uh, no, it turns bright white. Uh, so it, it, it goes from black to white, uh, and suddenly he's super powerful. And his power, remember how he was really good with, with machines? His power is gears. They have chains. He has gears. Okay, so he can have a bunch of gears that just show up and protect him, or they can also turn into a sword. It, it, what? You may think, <laughs> what what exactly do the, are the gears doing? It, it's it's just flavor. It, that's all it is. It's just I can make a shield, I can make a force field, or I can make a sword, but like it has a gear skin, and that's it. I mean, Remington, haven't you ever tried to cut somebody with gears? It's very effective. Oh, super super fucking effective. So he we we get we get. I'm gonna call it a fight scene and. And that's being real generous. 
about it. Um, it's more so chains are occasionally being whipped into the ground and you'll have a gear shield that protects the protagonists. And that goes on. It felt like an eternity. It was probably only a few minutes. It was super fucking lame. I was, mm. oh my God, it's supposed to be like the climactic moment of the first episode. I'm, I'm getting motion sick because during the fights, there's, there, and this is a recurring theme, they are absolutely abysmal at having a sense of location and position for the characters. You have the camera just going crazy. You have no idea what location they're in, where they're at. There's no sense of consistency, right? So someone will be right here. Okay, they'll be at point A and then you'll have a camera rotate. And the next time you see them, they're in a different position, but they haven't moved. And what the fuck is going on? It's a really lame fight, but surprise, surprise, our protagonists, they win. Wow. <laughs> they beat the S&M punk couple. And that hey, at is- at least they're dead now, right? Oh, oh no, Sean, because as we see, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned at the beginning of, of the next episode, you might think, oh shit, high stakes game at any time. You can just start competing with people. Oh no, the professor who has returned because they're now back from the ziggurat. Um, it doesn't really explain any of this. It's just like, hey, cool. This is how it works. He explains wounds received in the ziggurat. They don't, not only are they not permanent, they don't even last long. Um, so if you're worried about like death or even like hurting, uh, waking up sore the next day, nah, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. It's, You'll have, you'll have an intense battle that doesn't really matter. I should also note, um, so the relationship between Tazuna and, and Koyori, um, not, nothing has happened between them other than, uh, other than, boom, they're handshakers. All right, now they fight. And Tazuna is like, oh, I will defend you. I will never let go. I will not let you die on my watch. And, and their sort of justification is like, oh, it reminds him of his little sister. And that, that's it. That, that's the whole motivation for why Tazuna is doing everything. He doesn't, thus far, he doesn't even have a wish, uh, which, I mean, his wish is gonna be bringing his sister back, let's be fucking real, or, mm. or giving a little bit more credit, it's gonna be, uh, for Koyori, um, and I say a little bit more credit, because once again, not much credit at all, uh, it'll be like, Koyori can be a normal girl, or some bullshit. Yeah, because, um, uh, you neglected to mention, Rem, uh, I think I might have mentioned <laughs> it in the first half, but, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if, uh, if, if, uh, Tazuna lets go of Koyori's hand, she will die two hours later <laughs> yeah here yeah and that the professor also tells us like in episode one it seemed like it would happen immediately right there was a tense moment in episode one where koyori like tries to let go of tazna and he doesn't let her because otherwise she would immediately die or that's how it's been presented episode two the professor's like oh no if you let go of her hand she'll die uh, eventually oh all right that rule <laughs> sort of applies if i'm being honest to anybody uh if i let go of sean's hand he will also die eventually um that, it's a pretty <laughs> universal rule i'll be honest uh it doesn't yeah. help they they try to have cram like this pseudoscience quasi-scientific bullshit into their explanations with the professor and it's just awful it's so so terrible um and and so you might think at this point uh if, if you're more detail oriented all right so um the way it's still been presented is that they need to be holding hands nearly all of the time. But like Tasna, he's a teenage boy, even though he looks like he's 12. So like, doesn't he need to go home and like it's school and live his life? Yes. How is he going to explain just living with a girl to his parents? Um, don't worry. The professor says he'll handle it. And just, the parents are fine with it. The parents are like, okay, yeah, she's a Brazilian girl. Yeah, sure. She can live with us. This 
random Brazilian girl. Okay. Because she looks uh, very Brazilian. Oh, yes. Everyone knows that the, the thing about Brazilian women is their albino hair and skin tone. Uh, that is the most <laughs> notable thing about them. So the parents, they're totally cool with it. Don't even worry about that being uh, even remotely a plot point. Uh, and, and so they have they have dinner. They have a good old family dinner. Uh, but Koyori, she doesn't know how to eat, Sean. You might wonder, what the fuck? Because <laughs> the I thought, like, okay, maybe she, like, lived, something happens, she's been in a coma for all this time. She, no, she's, we get the robot girl trope, which I've ranted about plenty, but it, it doesn't even, it's not even explained why she is this way, really. They sort of touch on it, I guess? But not really. So yeah, she she literally does not know how to eat. She has no fucking idea. She needs to be taught how to eat, how to do everything else. But oh, but she's a quick learner. Goddamn, she's she's such a quick learner. Um, hey man, so if then you've been in a coma for however long, then of course you're going to uh, uh, not know how to do a few things. You know, I mean, times could change. Like a lot can happen when you're in a coma. You know? Yeah, I could forget how to eat, or like I'm about to talk about. Uh, she also she she's incapable of undressing herself that's something she can't do um though it's interesting they show a scene so they're they, they're like oh we need to take a bath right so we both need to get undressed and we both need to go take a bath together right um however they did have and and like oh no how are we gonna change clothes they already changed clothes in this episode for the little party meet and greet they both changed outfits but now they're just ignoring that, apparently. Sure. All right. Fuck it. So they uh, undress. Uh, well, uh, Tazana, he undresses uh, both of them. Uh, as he's doing so, for some reason, his first instinct is like his inner monologue going on as he's undressing her is no officer. I swear she asked for it, which is what the fuck is <laughs> what, what's going on there? What's what? Excuse me. Excuse me. What? That should not be your first thought Here, here's a tip for all the fellas out there mm -hmm. if if while uh you are undressing a woman under i would argue literally any circumstances if you are are thinking like oh god i hope the police don't arrest me or some subsidiary of those thoughts stop stop then it's it's a bad idea. There can be many reasons why it's a bad idea, but it's a bad idea. Uh, so then they have uh, a bath and there's there's sexual tension, which makes me feel uncomfortable because she's like his six, he, she's his sister proxy at this point, right? Um, yes. and, and so the fact that there's sexual tension between them, as well as both of them look 12, it's not good. It's, I hate it. I really hate it. Um, and, and then we finish the episode with some like moments at school where he just introduces her to everyone still holding her hand says she doesn't speak or know japanese and don't worry about it okay sure i i guess uh, they, they meet Lily, the president, uh, president Lily. And she's like, yeah, all right. We've, we've met now. And we end, we end the scene. Um, you know, the businessman from episode one that we briefly saw, you know, the guy who's like, that's a nice spike. That guy, uh, we, we, yeah, we end my this episode so far. <laughs> we end that episode showing him again. Uh, cause he was super relevant, obviously. And he, he's talking to someone else at the same car in the exact same position with the exact same background. Uh, they've not moved in the past few days. And uh, there, there's a little girl next to him, and they're they're chatting about uh, business with two other people. Uh, and and they leave, at, but uh, the other people they they do, they leave, but they first comment of like, oh, that's such a cute little intern you have there. But the little girl, she's actually his boss.
boss. What? And that's how the episode ends. We we just get you, you've heard of boss baby. Now we got boss lolly. All right, that's <laughs> that's the transition we have moved to apparently. Oh, but I'm sure she'll have great character development in the episodes to come, Remington. <laughs> oh boy, I uh, can't can't wait. So episode three, we we talk with the professor again more about meaningless bullshit. Then we cut to we cut to the lolly boss. We're back with with the lolly boss. She gave a presentation with her employee, a nice bike man, and uh and, and after it, everyone's just like, you did such so good, nice bike man, and you also have a really nice uh daughter or employee right there since you're obviously the boss. And the nice bike man is like, why thank you very much, and doesn't correct them and neither does the boss lolly even though she is very furious that people keep making this mistake sure okay why not so you're um, telling me it's like the uh, joke from full metal alchemist except it, it also doesn't executed. help that in their relationship uh so boss lolly you might think all right she looks young but like she is uh, uh approximately due from the dialogue around 30 years old um yes. but she it's not just that she looks like a a a, a child it's that she acts like like a child and her employee infantilizes her constantly treats her like a child and she she's like soon to ray about it where it's like oh no i'm not I, I'm, I'm i'm a big girl uh and i fucking hate it i hate it so much god damn i hate their dynamic so fucking much I hate well, at least boss, they're just lolly. Side boss lolly. Boss lolly fucking sucks. We don't have to sucks. see them too much, right? Uh, around this time, at the same place, uh, which is some—I don't know if they're at, at a university or somewhere. Who knows? They don't know. They don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. Uh, you you have Tazuna. He's fixing something for someone because that's what he does. Uh, and he—he's doing that, fixing it all, all up nice and good. Uh, only one-handed. Even though we were told at this point, we were told that they can let go for at least fifteen minutes and still be okay um but he's still just fixing things one-handed instead of like fixing things two-handed and letting her hold on to like his wrist or something or just occasionally every 15 minutes make sure you're holding hands don't worry about it that would make too much fucking sense uh and what do you know boss lolly and tazna they they run into each other and they're like oh didn't we sort of see each other briefly when you were fixing a car or some shit yeah that's an excuse enough to chat okay let's chat uh, and, and so they go out for dinner. Um, oh, wait, I, okay, I have to mention this, Sean. There was also, mention, uh, we, we had a melodramatic flashback for the boss lolly, right? Right. Um, uh, now you're thinking, what, what type of tragic backstory, uh, and personal struggles are they going to introduce to this? Her backstory is, is just like, oh God, I'm a lolly and everyone treats me that way. But like the way they handle it is so over the top and, and intense and as if it's so fucking tragic. What the fuck is this show? I mean, Remy. Couldn't you just, I don't know, act maturely and be like, no, I'm actually an adult. Uh, so can we please focus on this? Or... You, you, you'd, so you'd think that would be the solution. Um, and that could actually be a decent character. The problem is um, weebs don't want that. They Weebs, when they want a lolly, they're not looking for an adult who looks like a lolly. They're looking for a little girl, Sean. Okay, so... hold on, hold on, Rem. You are, you are dangerously close to calling the majority of people who may want Watch anime pedophiles, and that is that is that is ground you do not want to tread. <laughs> I ain't saying anything that extreme. All I'm saying is 
There is a reason that all, or at least the vast, vast, vast majority of Lolly characters don't just look like a child, but also behave like one. I'ma leave it there. I'ma leave that right, right off to the side for everyone to ponder for a minute, and we Ren, can move on. We're gonna get so many angry as fuck emails saying, no, 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 look at this character. What about this character? Ah, this character has a lot of depth. Oh, but Tanya, Tanya. No, it's, it's, we, you're, this is dangerous ground, and I am scared for our oh, future. Oh, no, if you don't you disrespect this my waifu. My waifu isn't like the other lollies. Uh, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Rem. Oh, that Rem, felt so no. cathartic. <laughs> oh, God. Rem, like, I it, know we're an explicit <laughs> podcast, but that's too explicit for anybody. All right, so c continuing on. Uh, so we we've discussed, like, whatever Handshaker team wins maybe gets a wish or something. Uh, they mentioned multiple times, like, nobody knows for sure. Who knows how it even got spread? Don't question the backstory of this. Fuck you. Um, but the, the wish for the, the lolly is she wants to make everything equal. And so she's... And so she won't be treated poorly anymore. Basically, she's she's a commie business lolly. Uh, so who knows? Maybe she and Ponyo would be friends. <laughs> uh. Oh dear. So uh, they 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 have dinner. Uh, all all four of them, right? Business people and protagonists. Uh, and, and as they're on their way. Oh wait, and I, oh, okay, something I need to fucking mention as they're having dinner. Um, is that at one point? At one point, the food they have, Sean. Yes. Or at least the food that uh that uh, uh Kuyori has. It, it, it's it's a, a nice strawberry parfait. Mmm, delicious. Oh, Lovely. I love strawberry parfaits. They're they're here, very full bodied and delicious. But with corn in it. Pardon? Because the the restaurant's called Corn Cocktail. Pardon? So they had corn in it. Now as as it turns out, Sean, the corn in the parfait is just candy corn. Um, okay. However, give, by the fact that Kuyori and Tazuna were, they didn't know that when they were ordering and they were like looking at the menu and they were like, oh, that's weird. It doesn't, it doesn't say that in the menu, which is, I would argue, a fault. Mm. Um, also, why? Why? <laughs> it's weird. I don't understand corn cocktail. It's a weird place. I mean, but that's the Lolly's restaurant. I okay. Mean, are you one of those people that absolutely despises candy corn, Remington? I think that it is not always the worst. Um, I can enjoy it. Here's the, here's where candy corn is, Sean. Yes. Candy corn is pleasant if I'm expecting nothing, but absolutely tragic if I'm expecting even like a fun size Snickers. So it it, it it's just depends on your expectations. If someone's like, hey, you want, want a tiny bit of candy? corn and I don't have any candy with me. I'm like, sure, why not? I'll take a little bit of candy corn. But if I'm trick-or-treating, oh, knock, 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 trick-or-treat, and they're like, all right, here's here's some here's some loose candy corn for your bags, kiddos. Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I, I hope some evil befalls you. And I hope, I hope that you end up watching this show. I hope you watch Handshakers all the way through if you're the type of person to give out loose candy corn to trick-or-treaters. If you want to give it to, to guests, uh, who are just around, sure, that's fine. Giving it to trick-or-treaters when they are expecting superior candy, get fucked. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so what you're saying is, Rem, uh, better than circus peanuts, but worse than Smarties? Yeah, I, 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 I'd probably say that, though. I, I think Smarties, that they're on thin ice in the trick-or-treaters game. They, they add a little bit of variety, but you only need one house that gives out Smarties <laughs> on the entire route. Oh, but we're, we're not here to talk about Halloween 
trick-or-treating strategies or or values uh as it turns out sean what 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 a twist upon twist after dinner uh boss lolly and her subordinate they hold hands too and all that you've initiated uh did it did it duel now it's a ziggurat fight uh because they're handshakers too what? are you sure you didn't blow the uh the duel joke a bit early considering the episodes to come uh fair but <laughs> fuck you i don't know i my mind's fried i can't don't expect me to be well timed with my jokes you're lucky they exist <laughs> we're lucky you exist after this show <laughs> truly uh so they, they start fighting in a really awkward fight scene that's not great um it's bad um so the the lolly and her subordinate they their name is uh blade and dagger because the subordinate, uh, nice bike man, he has a big old sword and the lolly has a, a gigantic shuriken that can be detached into multiple swords, which isn't a dagger. Are, are you well, sure? Well, I'm pretty sure. I don't think it can be a dagger if it's the same size as you are. Like, I don't think by anyone's definition. I mean, maybe if you're like a hobbit. Maybe, maybe, even then, uh, short sword, uh, mm-hmm. at best. Um, but no, it's, it's a full on, full on, I mean, it's, it's, it is shorter than the gigantic sword of Nice Bike Man, but they are just swords. They're all swords. So Oops, all swords. Th- yeah, they're fighting. They also have the ability to clone themselves a bunch. Sure. Okay. Why not? Fuck it. Who needs rules? Um, they get really close. They actually start slashing the protagonist and you think, all right, well, they they can win. They just like fucking get him. Keep slashing. But no, they, they slash him delicately twice and then they retreat for no reason, despite Tazuna being unable to defend himself in that moment. Why? Because otherwise there wouldn't be a fight and our protagonist would lose. So. So that's it. That 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 that's the reason. We get to episode four, and it, it we're continuing that fight. They're going all throughout the city. Apparently, everybody is riding their swords as as a vehicle, like like <laughs> a high powered Segway. That's what swords are. Apparently, uh, just drag that motherfucker through the earth, and it will propel itself somehow. I mean, the last time I tried to ride a sword, I had to go to the hospital. Rem. <laughs> See, if you were in the ziggurat when riding a sword, those injuries wouldn't last long at all, Sean. No, no, instead they have left permanent scars. And that that taint's something you want to mess with. <laughs> so as as they're fighting, Tazna is like, oh man, I feel like I'm I'm getting better at this, despite this being like only his second fight and the only one he actually knows what he's doing, sort of. Uh but he has the line like, oh man, I wonder if my level as a handshaker has gone up. And why the fuck? Does every anime need to be gamified? Why can't it just be like, oh man, this is intense. Why does it have to be like, oh yes, and now we're getting new abilities and leveling up. I hope I get more experience. Look, I enjoy gamified things as much as the next guy, but fucking stop. (laughs) Jesus Christ, not everything needs to be that way, y'all. Oh, trust me, Rem. There are some really good anime out there that ignore that. Uh, But I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't show you this anime because I had any high hopes for it. Oh, so... So they, they continue fighting in another terrible fight that lasts way too long. Protagonists win. Wow, who would have thought it? Wow. Um, as, as they're chatting afterwards, chatting with the professor and also uh, Boss Lolly and her subordinate. Everyone's just chatting afterwards, right? Um, Boss Lolly and her subordinate, they, they're apologetic. They're like, hey, sorry, we didn't know like you were fighting for her life, which like they could have explained at any moment, but they didn't because reasons. Uh, and they're like, you know what? Now we'll be your mentor and guardian. And what does that mean? Don't fucking worry about it. We 
don't know either. Uh, step one, you need you need an edgy, overdramatic name based on your weapon. Uh, all right. Okay. Um, and and so they're like, we'll come up with each single gear is your name. Uh, and then they blade. This is what they do, Sean. They're like single gear. It's a great name for you. And then they're like, get it because like you fight, but Koyori doesn't, and like you fight with gears, so like single gear. And then they're like, no, you don't need to explain it. It makes it less cool if you have to explain it. But like, it's what the show fucking did. Being aware of your flaws does not remove the flaws. At what point does the cartoon bat come and talk to us, Rem? <laughs> I hate that cartoon bat. It's so bad, Sean. Uh, but it does. I, I have a question for you, Sean. Uh, don't get me wrong. We, we have a whole other episode uh, to talk about. But before we get to the final episode that I saw, what's our handshaker's name, Sean? What is our overdramatic, edgy as fuck handshaker's name? Us oh, two. Oh, man. Oh, God. It's got to be. So our, our weapon, obviously. Uh, hmm, 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 hmm. I mean, we've got together, uh, we're a Jesus lookalike and a, uh, hippie nerdy ginger. And our weapon clearly seems to be a combination of microphones and self hatred. <laughs> Oh no. So, oh god. Uh so uh our edgy as fuck stupid handshaker's name should be something along the lines of I'm so excited to see what the fuck what the fuck you're about to say because it can't I I'm so confident it's going to be god awful but I, I I'm excited to hear just how bad it's going to fuck hit it, hit me with it Sean. Hit me with our goddamn handshaker's name. What is All it? All right. Uh I think our handshaker's name is going to be something along the lines of of the talking dead. <laughs> oh God! No, I think first of all, uh, for for like trademark reasons, I I think that oh, fuck, was yeah, that's the Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the talk Walking show, Dead had fuck. a talk show that they just called the Talking Dead. So fuck you, you're, you're not funny and you're not wait, even wait, original. Wait. <laughs> we can do we can do the JoJo thing. Uh, no, I don't want to do the JoJo. I already uh, the dead talking. Going. There we go. That's all we had to do. We have avoided copyright. <laughs> What a name! Oh man! Hey, it's and got that edge. It's got exactly what we need because you know microphones and we're dead inside. So I feel like it's appropriate. Uh, it's so fucking dumb. And amazingly, it might be a little too clever for this show, which blows my mind because it's terrible. Uh, so episode five, we get a, a preview of what's about to happen, and we see Kiori playing a Precious Memories card game. Uh, let me ask you, Sean, is Precious Memories an actual card game in Japan? Oh, one hundred percent actually it is a real ass card game uh where you can uh play with other anime characters in your decks uh and it's a uh, japan exclusive and it's pretty popular and 100 uh this anime that that does not seem like the game they were playing <laughs> oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> They, no, no, they were no. playing. They were playing uh, Precious Memories, but with with like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, <laughs> with some like magic or or, uh, or 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 some shit. That that's what they were playing. Yeah, no, Remington. That entire power system. Uh, the the whole Precious Memories thing is the most blatant product placement in anime history, as far as I can tell. No, uh, yeah, literally the moment I saw it, like I've never heard of Precious Memories. Uh, but at the moment they show the cards so blatantly, I was like, oh, this. 
this has to be uh, uh this has to be product placement uh which is why i asked the question and it was confirmed so um we we rewind now we're at a restaurant that is corn cocktail but is not corn cocktail it it's like a fancier corn cocktail so koyori orders the corn cocktail she gets the corn parfait again wait 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 they're at a different restaurant and they have a corn parfait yeah <laughs> yeah yes they do sean what i but uh hold on it, it took me a minute it took me a minute to realize it because they were like, wow, look at all this amazing technology. And like the boss lolly is like, oh man, I wish we could get all this great technology. And I was like, are we not in your restaurant again? No, apparently not. Where are they? Don't really know. No, not, I don't really have a clue. I, I may have missed a context clue, but I I was confused. Uh, honestly, that could very well be the case. Uh, but at the same time, uh, hey, at least the food looks great, right, Rem? The parfait looks decently nice, except the candy corn j- does just look like corn. That's uh, that's all that's all my comments about the food. Oh yeah. There's some brown mush. Tazna orders some brown mush. Oh goodness. Then I I can't remember if this happened in the episodes you watched. Uh, but at some point during the series, a, a parfait comes sliding out of a door, and it's just a JPEG with a motion tween attached. Oh my god. It might have. It might have. Um. But good god, it the show hurts. And here's the thing. I want to talk about the visuals and the aesthetic for a minute, Sean. Okay. Um. Because while it, the, the very opening of the show, right? It was exposition over credits basically it was like a disney channel original film where it was a person talking about their life meanwhile you have everyone who has been involved with the making of this movie their names flash up right it was that but like edgier and as it as it really hit me just how many people contributed to this show i i realized early on this is not a small indie production of a show john this is this had a a a large team working behind it and i i am gonna argue unlike many things we've seen this show at least aesthetically it wasn't created out of laziness oh no 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 an insane amount of effort is put into the the colors and the art design and and the shadows and the lighting so much effort is put into all of these different things which is why it's all the more tragic that it still looks like garbage all of the time like Uh, you can tell oh man motherfuckers they put they put some 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 work some sweat and tears into making this show but it was for fucking nothing oh my god Uh, i've got some bad news for you rem i think it's honestly the opposite of what you're saying you want to know how i can tell do share so you remember you commented on the backgrounds for example right yeah which aren't great okay so half the time the backgrounds are pictures from uh things like google street view yeah uh, with yep. a filter placed on top of them yeah that okay that is exactly what that felt like the other half of the time uh they're 3d environments designed by somebody who has no idea what a 3d environment looks like yep. uh like if you were to do what a lot of people have done and pause the show while watching it and just oh no analyze the background uh, they'll also they will have blatant like I'm going to I'm going to call it B-roll. It's not exactly B-roll, but it's like we're at this location. You remember this shot we saw with all of these same characters doing all of these same things? Uh and and I, I agree. Uh I let me let me let me rephrase what I said. Uh most of the time it's a lazy piece of shit, but there are moments that they put an insane amount of effort into like specific shots, which yeah, like, like is into Lee 
crazy. Uh, the president's tits, for example. Oh yeah, no, they that's half the budget. The show, uh, and like every single frame meticulously crafted. Uh, speaking of the president, so uh, after we have uh, lunch with all of our characters, they talk. It doesn't really matter. Um, then we have Tazna and Koyori. They they're walking away, right? Or or I think like maybe they they might go home before this. I don't know. I can't remember. It, uh, trust me, continuity is very limited in this show. Just keep going. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Why should I? But they're they're walking uh, along the the city streets, uh, holding hands. All of a sudden, Koryori's gone. How is she gone? I don't know, dude. She's just fucking gone. She's she fucking disappeared. Oh no, that's dangerous. Because if they're not not holding hands within an indefinite time frame that was immediate and then increased to fifteen minutes and then increased to around two hours, but it's still very ambiguous. Uh, then uh, she's gonna die. So he's like, oh no, where is she? So he starts looking. Meanwhile, uh, she is found. She's found. Uh, thank, thank goodness. Um, and she's, she's found by, uh, President Lily and her brother. Uh, and President Lily and her little brother, they're holding hands, which shows that they're obviously handshakers, like, very clearly. It, it's, it's, it's gonna be a reveal later this episode, but, like, very obvious. Uh, it's not good foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. So they're like, hey, just come with us. We'll try calling Tazna and see how it works. Uh, Tazna, he gets stopped by a businessman who apparently knows the professor and is super cryptic. And that conversation lasts forever and doesn't go anywhere. Uh, back to Kiori. Uh, her and Lily are watching, uh, the little brother just dominate at Precious Memories. Oh my God, he's the fucking champ. And he, he's the card player who, like, everyone imagines they will be he has uh uh an edgy as fuck nickname he's like the dark emperor or some shit uh that everyone calls him by everyone is watching his his duel with some with with a total nerd and watching him crush it and be super cool and everyone's like oh my god he's so fucking cool um i wrote this down at this point um and we're going to touch on this later um i i wrote that it's it's really weird how lily fangirls over her brother she mm -hmm feels more like a groupie than a sister because mm -hmm. she's she's fangirling and she's jumping up and down which is once again just an excuse for her boobs to to have a mind of their fucking own um but yeah little brother he wins wow and then they're like oh kiori do you want to learn how to play and so she becomes kiori is amazing at the game after because she's such a quick learner oh my god um finally uh lily's able to contact tazana they they meet up right and it's like oh cool so happy to be here um but kiori also had a moment with Lily where uh Lily was like oh my god I just love my brother so much and at, at this point I wrote the note uh Lily wants to fuck her brother 100% um <laughs> I had no idea because continuing on just this conversation she was like yeah he's just grown to be like so smart and tall and I peeked in the bath recently and, and I was what the excuse me <laughs> what the fuck uh and then she's like hey Kiori is it weird to like love your little brother like love your little brother um and that was horribly uncomfortable so oof so then uh, Tazuna gets there and Kiori gives him a big hug. She just learned about incest and hey, she's Tazuna's proxy sister. So who knows, man? Um, are but, you sure, Rem, are you sure that you weren't just misreading the uh, the subtle overtones of how a sister cares for her brother? All right, Sean, uh, role playing real quick. All right. Okay, Sean, I, I'm your older sister. Okay. Okay. A bit weird, but I'll I'll go with it. All right. How you doing? So bad the other day, Sean. Hold on, hold on. Ha ha ha! 
Into such a tall boy. Oh God! When did my <laughs> when did my God, older so sister become a smoker and so move to Jersey? What the fuck? <laughs> I just love you so much. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so uh, so yeah, that's uh. Um, the episode ends with Kiori and Tazuna there holding hands to make sure she doesn't die. Uh, meanwhile, uh, brother and sister, they hold hands too. And what do you know? A ziggurat battle has been initiated. And they're like, what? What a twist. What a surprise. What, 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 what a shocking moment. Boy, oh boy. And then they get ready to fight. And you gotta, you gotta imagine that like President Lily, her wish is just like, man, do I want to bone my bro? Like that, maybe her wish is like, oh, I wish he was just my stepbrother. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I hate this show so fucking much. This show is so fucking trash. Not only does it have like everything I hate in an anime, it visuals terrible, oversexualized, uh, terrible views on women and relationships and love and everything. A plotting pace that makes things last forever and half the time nothing is happening. Uh, action scenes which are the most boring and and confusing action scenes i may have ever seen in my life uh as well as the motion sickness genuinely after the first episode i had to sit myself down and be like can i do this am i can i watch five episodes and i'm amazed that i powered through because i was i i faced a lot of shit but this is the first one that like i wasn't sure physically if i was going to be able to make it through oh but rem you want to know what's the best part about uh the fact that you made it through all five episodes that i can repress all of the memories that it is left with me no 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 rem is that you you haven't seen the worst plotline in the story. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, no, no. The final boss of the whole series is the creepiest, most fucked up of the lot. Oh, Especially God. because it's framed as a good thing in some regards. Oh, I, and I, I don't know. I, I didn't want to use a BS this. rule on the show because one, it made me ill to watch. And two, I, I, I couldn't do that all to you at once, Rem. Like even I have my limits of evilness, but who knows? Maybe one day, maybe one day we'll have to come back to handshakers. Uh, un unironically, uh, th this show, I don't know if it's the absolute worst we've seen. Uh, it, it's a contender. It is one that I would genuinely have to consider. Is this the worst we have ever covered? Well, Rem, the only show rated lower on this than uh, that we've covered is fucking Forest Fairy 5. Which is so good in a so bad it's good kind of way. That one, it's it's terrible, but like in a really interesting and unique way. This, no, no, no. God, no. Fuck no. Jesus Christ, no. Oh, so do you have any final thoughts on uh, Handshakers? Anything that can redeem it? Any good qualities that made you want to watch more? You know? Yep. That about <laughs> I tried. I tried real hard. <laughs>
<laughs> I even set you up for a goof and you couldn't even come up with one because it was so horrible. <laughs> no, man. It's all it's all bad. I don't know, man. Uh, oh, that's fucking amazing, Remington. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I'm, who knows? I'm, I'm I would so love to never right have now. to watch this show ever again, but I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, not only does it get worse, but the sequel series isn't like a direct sequel series. It's a 10-year time skip series. I, I cannot express how, how little I am interested in ever seeing more of this shit again. Are you sure you don't want to see uh, how the characters end up after 10 years later? Oh man, because they have such deep fucking characters now. I can't wait to see how all of these intricate nuances develop further. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> but Ram, isn't this exactly the kind of thing you'd want to see uh, for a horror? Like, it, it's the definition of the scary, one of the scariest anime I've shown you, I feel. I'm, I'm just hoping upon hope that next week our Halloween special is, is something spooky and neat and cool and not this trash. Oh, well then, Rem, I guess I have one final question to ask you. Is there any chance you'd like to go and watch some more handshakers with me? I, I would rather chop my own hand off than watch any more handshakers. But how will you hold mine if you do that, Rem? Oh no, it's a sacrifice I, I guess I have to make. And with that being said, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed our uh, de-evolution into madness, then please leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or word of mouth is an excellent way to help us grow as well. And as well as, if you'd like to help us more directly, we in fact have a Patreon, patreon.com slash anime out of context, where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including pre-banters, as well as getting our, uh, or rather your name horribly mispronounced on the show by none other than Remington himself. So Remington, who do we have to thank this week? Well, you know what, before I do, I do want to mention uh, when it comes to our Patreon, we hit our first milestone of 75 patrons, which is so great, and we're, we're so grateful for that, which, which means we're, we're going to start doing video stuff to some capacity. It's a little harder because, you know, pandemic stuff. So it, it, yeah. we're, we're not sure. We, we didn't plan that when making that goal, but we'll figure something out. But we're also getting awfully close to the next milestone goal, which is me ranking Pokemon in a completely normal way. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. That's gonna be weird. Anyway, I would like to send our thanks to the bland bitch protagonists as well as our magical girls. But moving on up, we get to the yandere waifus who they're, you know, right now they're just holding our hand, keeping us alive through the pain. Uh, on that list, we have Matthew B, Visual Bin, Reverse Kizmo Kizmo, Yuliana, Tevin Poole, Sword Art Online is our favorite anime. Mm. Uh, Sojita Gunha. Sojita Gunha? I'm gonna say Sojita Gunha. Uh, Snap Snips. Sarah Birch. Salty Pretzel. Sage Schiffner. Ross Palmer. Remington Merrill. Ready to be Isekai'd. Remhub. Peter Jojo is God Tier Vlasity. Oni-chan, more like Moani-chan, oh fuck, Old Ooh. Man Rom, McBuckfoy, Kenneth Reed, Kazumarako, Jacob Livingston, Ichigo 015 Simp, I like AOT for the etchy. I forgot to change my name for like a month, but it's Grant Fire type. I will not feel shame about the mall pretzels, don't, they're great. H-Wood, <laughs> Glenn Michael Dolan, Farmer, vote, 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 weeb, I agree. Dodecafuck, yeah. Devin McCutcheon, Bad Bunny. 
Apostle of the Church of Remington. Anonymous, let's talk about Handshakers Gamer. Oh, you're... Can't fucking wait for your response. Andrew yeah. Rowicki. Alston Limerick. Alexander Nasiensenio. And Alex from... Oh, fuck, that's some good ham. <laughs> <laughs> You got me on that one. You got me on that one. You got me. You got me, Alex. All right, but oh, next up fuck. on the list, we're moving on to the Boy Wizard tier, walking straight into Mordor. No issues, no problems. And uh, for for this tier, you know what? Uh, I might have done this before. Fuck y'all. Do it again. Everyone's getting their own own magical item, own cool magical item. So uh, we get uh, rare. I'm gonna simp Hibike, Hibike Euphonium until it's reviewed, Kumiko. You get uh you know what you you get uh the golden snitch a real a really nice magical item that one um then we have pilkster the simfo gear advocate pilkster uh i i leave you with us a deck of self-shuffling playing cards you never have to shuffle ever again they shuffle uh themselves oh, so well, congratulations yeah just that one's just useful that one's just just pleasant yeah. uh we have miguel Delion. miguel uh you know what i think would be really what you need you need some winged keys you need some winged keys they're gonna be obnoxious they're they have a mind of their own at times as we have seen but you know they can fly uh they're neat they're neat so take it uh then we have matthew robinson uh matthew matthew uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a nice one you are gonna get what the fuck is this you're, you're gonna get a dissimulator which is apparently a musical instrument that emits loud cheers and puffs of smoke in your national colors so oh yeah 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 that was uh uh what was it that was during the fourth book if i remember correctly uh, uh during that's, the, uh, that's pretty Wizarding fucking neat. world cup that's pretty neat especially if you're a sports fan matthew uh then we have killer queen requiem killer queen requiem uh i i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you uh <laughs> the the accusation chair uh it, it it just it's a chair it has magical chains in it you can use it for to, for like interrogations or like who knows if you're feeling kinky accusation chair all right. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh no. Bind I mean, and break, baby. Oof. <laughs> we have uh, Eternitarian next up. Eternitarian. Uh, you know what, Eternitarian? I'm gonna give you the uh, Omnioculars. Uh, it, it's they're they're magical binoculars. Um, you you can replay and slow down the action that you're seeing, which is which is cool. Um, you you could get the same thing from like a camera. F fuck you, Eternitarian. That's what you're getting. Don't complain. Uh, about no, it. it's better because it's magical. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Enrique Perez Torres. Enrique, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave you with some flu powder. You know, everyone needs some flu powder. You got some flu powder. Uh, it can help you, can help you travel. Your, your, your commute just got way easier. The uh, only problem is what if it's not, what if their, uh, fireplace isn't connected to the flu network? Fireplace not included. All right. Yeah. If yeah. I, I, I've essentially, it's, it's like I've given a, a year pass for the bus. And if you don't leave near a bus, I don't control that. Okay. I gave you a neat gift. Um, if I see it on eBay, I'll, I'll be angry. All right. <laughs> Then we have uh, Delina Perez. Delina, let's see, what 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 do you get, Delina? You know, Delina, grow your own warts, kid. Uh, <laughs> you ever wanted to grow your own warts? You, you, you figure, hey, my skin, it's too darn perfect. I know you've been thinking that lately, Delina. You're like, how can I pull off the authentic witch in time for Halloween when my skin is this this beautiful? Don't worry, grow your own warts, kit, just for you, Delina. I like how you could have gone with anything, like literally anything else, and it would have been fine, but you chose, you chose <laughs> one of the most, like,
like, I don't even know if that's even in the books. <laughs> uh, last but not least, we got Dedicated Sadist. Uh, dedicated Sadist, uh, you get the Hogwarts Express. You get the entire you get the whole train, fucking train. What? You get the whole train. <laughs> dedicated Sadist. Just for you. Poor Delina Perez got a fucking warts <laughs> kit. And you gave the sadist a whole fucking train. I'll take the lot. Apparently you will, you greedy fuck. Uh, then we move on to our highest tier, the peak of the mountain, going to the White House, representing Corey in the house. We got the Chevano Musco tier. On the Chevano Musco tier, we have Touchy Diplomat. All lowercase because we we have to specify that we we've still not been clarified on this. Uh, and you know what? All, all Chevano Musco tier, they are getting um in in contrast to handshakers. I'm gonna give each of you just just something lovely, something absolutely lovely. So uh, touchy diplomat, you get uh, old book smell. Uh, that that's what like you that. get. That's pretty uh, good, I, right? Yeah. Uh, Silicon Specter. Um, you know you know what you get, Silicon Specter. Um, you get. You, you, oh, you get baby goats. You get baby goats. Oh, that's uh, perfect. It, it, it is perfect. Uh, you, I, I think, I think you'll love it. Uh, we have Zachary Shirley has a football team made out of golden retriever puppies. It's not in the rule book that I can't. Uh, it's true. You have all of those golden retriever puppies and. Oh, I can't wait. That's so good. And you know, I, I mean, you already have those, but I'm going to give you something even more. I'm going to give you, uh, just, just real warm, comfortable snuggles. Uh, and I'm oh. giving it to you and all of your puppies. So all of them together, uh, just real, real, real swell, real swell. Hey, that's we have, a good book in my book. We have a touchy diplomat, uh, with, with a capital T, you know, you got to specify this. Um, and you know, you, you're, you're getting, uh, authentic, scary stories, uh, with your friends around a campfire, you know, it, it, it just real, real fun experience. You're all just, just spooking each other, uh, camping Hold out Hold on, when together. you say authentic, when you say authentic, are you talking about like the authentic experience or actual authentic spooky stories as in like Blair Witch shit. Hey, why not both? Uh... Because <laughs> this nice thing sounds like a threat almost. <laughs> then we have the theocratic fascist for the Church of Remington who is not problematic or murderous at all. Uh, oh boy, oh boy. Uh... <laughs> I, I I did that to myself last week. Yep. Uh, you know what I I think is perfect for you. Um. Oh, you know what? You, you, just straight up a three day weekend. A three day oh. weekend. Uh, oh, I in, love a three day weekend. In our capitalist hellscape, few things are better than a three day weekend. Uh, we have Omoto Ahigao Uwu Waluigi for life. Oh, oh. Um, I could just give you Waluigi, and probably that would be sufficient if I'm I being honest. I feel like honest. that's a double edged sword, though, if you think about it. <laughs> uh, but you know what? What I'm gonna provide you i i'm gonna here here's a weird one um canceling plans you weren't really interested in in the first place or you know what even better when somebody else cancels plans that you didn't want to have in the first place oh, oh fuck yeah so so good oh you, you you're you're dreading it you're like oh god really but then they're like hey i'm so sorry but i can't make it work and you're like oh no it's fine and you're so fucking relieved that's what you get emoto oh, man, that, that might be the sexiest thing you've said on the podcast <laughs> Last but not least, we have the Almighty Sinner. Uh, and you know, I I could throw some hedonistic pleasures right at you, but instead, I, I'm just gonna say that it's it, you get uh you you get the the image of a, a snowy day uh, of just a blanket of snow that has not been uh stepped in yet. It's just a oh. perfect layer. Oh, a bit like when you open that jar of peanut butter and it's smooth on top. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, and then and then it's up to you. You. 
you, the power is in your hands. Do you enjoy the beauty or do you get to be the one to, to break the beauty in, in an equally satisfying way? That's up to you, almighty sinner. That's your responsibility now. So to absolutely every single one of you, thank you so, so, so much. Uh, and once again, if we get, I think it's like 10 more patrons, then I have to put out what'll end up being like genuinely six hours of content. And I have no idea how that's going to fucking work out. Uh, nonetheless, thank you guys so much for doing it. If you'd like to contact us, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Stay safe out there. For the love of God, if you live in the Americas, vote like it means your fucking life because I'll be honest, it kind of does at this point. And as always, don't fuck your sister. You are a bit of, of a vagina. Thank <laughs> you.